This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com. And we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. John Stewart is back and also not back. John Stewart is a sad, sad old man. And it's sad to see. I was such a big fan of John Stewart when I was younger. He dips out just before Trump gets elected. He pops back in afterwards and he's woke now. He's woke. He called Andrew Sullivan racist, basically. He ran a segment called The Problem with White People. He completely exaggerated all of these claims. He praises individuals like Ta-Nehisi Coates because John Stewart is a lazy, feckless old man who has lost, uh, he, he's lost it. And it's, and it's really, really sad. But you know what? We're going to see people rise up in his, in his stead and do the job that he was supposed to be doing, which is being honest and being real. Instead, what he's doing is he's talking shit. Oh, white people have a real conversation. I have a real conversation about systemic racism. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, uh, he brought on Andrew Sullivan and Andrew Sullivan did a very, very bad job. So we have the video here. Here's what I think. Look at this. And we got, you can already tell he's going to lose just by the, just by how he's sitting. You know, you can tell he's just destruction is on its way. Why the fuck would any person do a digital debate like this? Because what happens is this morbidly obese woman over here on the right starts talking over him and says, I'm shutting you down now. And he can't talk because he's on a TV screen in the background and she's in the foreground on camera. So this was just a very miserable idea, but ultimately comes to the point where, you know, we have Andrew Sullivan on the whole time, I guess. And uh, let's let's play a little bit. Let's see. Maybe where we're at. That's no. If you can't diagnose the problem, you can't fix it. We so- need to think about how we help the family restructure itself because it's it's key. Let's boil it no, down. I mean, and why do you think the family got that way? I don't know where the exact point is, where he called Andrew Sullivan racist and the fat woman starts saying, I'm going to shut you down. Let me see if we can uh, jump to it. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, the segment was called the problem with. Oh, here it is. The problem with white people five days ago with almost a million views, 33,000 likes. And then John Stewart makes a joke about how get your clickbait in now. This is where we're at. This is what John Stewart is. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just sad to see. Can we start, we'll start it's, there. It's very sad. You know, I mean, but this has infected a lot of people in our country. 
who, you know, let's be perfectly honest, just don't have real problems. They don't have real problems. And it's almost like how, you know how teenagers have to, like, push up against something? You know, it's just like a natural part of growing up, being a teenager. I feel like when you're at this comfortable place in life where everything's been so cushy for you, like, you need some sort of problem to fix, you know? And that used to be, like, going in a woodshed and making something or, like, fixing something in your house. But now it's being an anti-racist and reading, you know, Ibram Kendi and creating problems that don't exist. You know, for instance, um, even, and this is a problem across the board in the U.S., not just in Democrat areas, because even in Red Tennessee, we have a program to give you free college if you're a minority only, okay? And it explicitly spells out in there that Cubans can go get free college, be a doctor or a nurse, if you fit into this racial category, okay? I don't want their help. Okay, as a Cuban, I don't want their help. I don't want the government to pay for me to go to school because I'm Cuban. I think it's ludicrous. It's offensive and tells me that I'm somehow less capable to go and earn it on my own or do it on my own or, you know, just get the grades necessary to get a scholarship or whatever it is than somebody who's not Cuban, somebody who's white, you know. And I'll tell you this. This is actually an interesting thing, I think, for a lot of people. You know what real privilege is? It's not white privilege. It's the fact that I'm not worried about my kids getting into college, not just because of, you know, position or stature, any of those things, but no, because they can write down on their college applications that they're Latino. They can write down that they're Hispanic. I'm not worried about them making it in. They'll make it into whatever school they want to go to. But if they had to write down that they were white because my wife is white, then I would actually worry. We have the, I did find the clip. So let me, let me play a little bit of this. Realizing all white people, the systems that were racist that were put in place. That systems. Means, yes. The systems that were put in place. I'd like you to explain exactly what they are. Well, I thought I explained it earlier about the GI Bill and about that's what, the that's, New that's Deal. Very that's one thing. I want to know about these systems. I just explained it. Housing. That's food, one. And I agree that. Andrew, you're not living on the same fucking what? planet we are. He's on video, dude. Have him in the studio, man. See, this is the point. Andrew Sullivan, what the fuck was he thinking? That was the, the, the most piss poor, non answer, non response to any debate. And John Stewart gets frustrated because Andrew Sullivan didn't offer anything, any, anything substantive. John Stewart is wrong. He's right about some things like housing in terms of systemic racism. He's correct about that. But the problem is you need someone to actually be like, John, 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 have a seat. Like, ask me the question. Let me give you the answer. Instead, Andrew Sullivan is just like, that's one thing. So what? One thing. Saying it's one thing is basically like, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm angry. What's the fucking point of having that conversation? But let's let's get to the point where the morbid, obese woman ch- chimes in. I really don't think you are. I think you are not living. I think you are not living in the planet most Americans are, which is why this kind of extremism, this, right. this anti-white extremism, yes, is losing popular support. Is is creating a backlash. Is going to elect Republicans and yeah. undo a lot of the good you think you're doing. This is what Secondly, happens when you don't you talk about it. Right. This, this is what happens it, when white people don't talk about it. Is you have racist dog whistle tropes like this yeah. that actually perpetuate and perpetuate and perpetuate. So I am, I, I, and I did not come on this on this show to sit here and argue with another white man. That's one of the reasons that we don't even engage with white men at race to dinner. Oh, um, <laughs> seriously, what the fuck? She doesn't leave her desserts um, for know, that, okay? Quite honestly, yeah. if white men were going to do something about racism, you had 400 years. You it's called one of the bloodiest motherfucking wars ever fought. And it was a whole bunch of motherfucking ass white people who died in the Civil War. Spare me your fucking bullshit, Unbelievable. dude. We weren't the first in the United States to abolish slavery. 
But we did abolish it, and it was one of the bloodiest battles fought. And guess to what? Slavery it. still exists, and I don't see these ladies going over to go save the people who are enslaved yeah, right now. Who made her fucking and shirt? I, I would like to ask. I would like to ask her how many slaves she thinks exist in Africa right now. There are more slaves alive today than there than were, there were back then. Back in the colonial yeah. era. there are more let's, slaves let's, today than but there you also were then. You notice how she shut, she started talking over Andrew? Yeah, that was obnoxious. Well, don't agree to go on shows in this, in yeah. this format. That's what's going to happen. Super we don't famous do that people will, will come and they'll be like, hey, want to be on my podcast? And it's, this is, remember this moment. No, yes. don't get fucked. No, 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 no. It's, it, sit down in real life. So we don't have people on the TV screen as guests. Yeah. It's, 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 it's stupid. It's irritating. You'll, you'll get accused of, of beating them down, badgering and not giving a chance. And, and then what, what, the, what do they do? They'll, they'll sub in other people and make a meme and just shit all over. You want to have a real conversation. You don't do this. There's a courage <laughs> differential too. You know, the courage right. differential of like, if you're on a screen, suddenly you're not there. You don't have to have consequences for what you say. If you're in front of somebody and you're with them, yep. you're going to find out where somebody really is. Will they say that thing to that person in, in, in person? Check out this next part. I just no, Ryan, I'm, I'm shutting you down right now. Um, I am not responsible so for anyone the point before is, me. I'm so tired of just engaging in this conversation and this deep hurt that Andrew has about talking about racism and and Chip. God bless you, but I'm gonna put everybody in the thing. All of us white people do this. I don't care if we say we're abolitionists. I don't care if we say we're progressive. I don't care if we're literally members of the KKK. Every single white person upholds these systems and structures of white supremacy. And we have got to talk about it. It always, always annoys me when they're like, we need to have a conversation. Wait, wait, wait. Finger snap right now. Uh, Let's well, remove it then from the, calling me a racist, John. Let, let's, you're, you've been doing a pretty good job with it yourself there. So, uh, but Andrew, you're taking words out of context and blowing them out of proportion so that you don't have to deal with having to, uh, figure out a way to deconstruct the barriers that were put in place for black people in this country and give them a better chance. Your opening segment, your opening segment was, was brilliant. Talking over. Biggest reductionist, one-sided. I just can't stand listening to Andrew Sullivan. Yeah, I can stand listening to John Stewart be wrong. I can, yeah. because John Stewart is like, here's my statement, here's my argument. But Andrew Sullivan just keeps saying your argument's bad, one-sided, that's one thing. Yeah. He's not actually saying anything. Yeah, when John was like, you're not even on this planet, he was like, you're actually the one that's not even on this planet. You're, you're like, calling really? me racist. You're on John Stewart's show and that's what you're going to say? Let you're me answer, gonna... let me answer John Stewart's questions very, uh, uh, point, answer to his points very, 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 uh, simply. Uh, John, you, you're absolutely correct about the GI Bill and housing. I think the history in Chicago is profound. The uh, uh, redlining and blockbusting, redlining, the term actually comes from Chicago, where the real estate companies would be like, black people can only live here. Don't sell to anybody. To these other, yeah. yeah. And blockbusting is when they actually destroyed the property value with the fear of black people so they could buy up homes at discounted rates. All of that's true. It's horrifying, too. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you see, the issue is it's now been almost 40 years since we outlawed those practices. And in many of the areas, like the area I grew up in, it's no longer just black. Now you have Latinos, you have Polish immigrants, you have uh, uh, you have black people, obviously, as still the larger portion in many of these impoverished communities, in which case when when the 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 progressive leftists come out and they propose race based solutions, what's really happening is other people who are impacted in much the same way, not identically, are being left behind. So you want to talk about the south side of Chicago redlining and blockbusting. The reason why these areas are incredibly impoverished is because a combination of the two, redlining and blockbusting. So now you have black families that have property values that are very low, that are hard to transfer wealth to, 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 to the next generation, which creates areas of uh, increased poverty. And increased poverty means increased crime. Over the past 40 or so years, white people, Latinos and others have moved into many of these areas because they're also poor. They are also being negatively impacted by the remnants of racist policies, but they're not black themselves. That's that's right. A white Southsider in Chicago who lives in a, in a very densely black area is experiencing crime and poverty and, and an inability to transfer wealth and, and poor maintenance and, and poor uh, public services because of racist policies against black people. So I don't want to leave anybody behind. The solution is quite simple. Class-based solutions. And if the concern of the progressives are that, yeah, well, black people are disproportionately hurt by these policies, I got good news for you. If that's true, then class-based solutions will disproportionately help black people. Problem solved. But Andrew Sullivan doesn't give any of those answers, and neither does John Stewart. Yeah. No, they're not interested in answers. And the truth is, is that, you know, people like John Stewart have blinders on to the realities of the actual situation they're talking about. And, and at the core of all of this, again, is children, because critical race theory is really being imposed on little kids. And that's the plan. You know, again, separate them and change their reality, create chaos in society. And when you do that and you get these blinders on with people like him, he doesn't realize what's really going on in those classrooms. He doesn't want to know. And that's the truth of it. He's not investigating. He does not want to know. Because if he did know, he couldn't have that conversation. He couldn't I, do that. I think John Stewart's, uh, in his opening segment, he struggled to read the word reparation. And many people pointed out it's because he's reading a prompter. It's because yeah. he doesn't actually know what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, 100%. He's soaked in narcissism too yeah. that whole that whole time. What I happened want... to him, man? He was he was right on the pulse up until like a year ago or less. Join the cult, buddy. Is this like what I think LeBron James what, all of a sudden one day he's like, "Yeah. Yeah, white people are the problem." And like all of a sudden you see now he's he's a race baiter. Now he's it's, talking about race all the time. It's a cult. It's crazy. It's a it, cult. it really is a cult. Well, and the thing is is like you know, there's a lot of things about the human condition that just don't change, and people wanting an enemy is one of them. And when you have such a wonderful life that most Americans have had in terms of if you look at the vast majority of history, even if you're in a bad position in America, you're incredibly lucky comparatively to how humans have lived their lives from, you know, the beginning of existence. And people forget that. And you need that thing to make your enemy that has ruined your life, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Even rich people do it, where they're like, I would have even more if this person didn't do this. Everybody's always got to have somebody that they push up against that is their, you know, person holding them back from their highest good. I've, I've and a, they're making white people that. I got a question. Is would you, uh, uh, this would be to John Stewart, but you guys you obviously, you know, answer. Would you be willing to cause financial uh, harm to impoverished minorities for the sake of another impoverished minority group of a different oh race? God. And he would say, and he would say, oh, absolutely not. 
That's right. what he would do. He'd- Absolutely not. So uh, my my issue here is when we're talking about the smallest minorities. Uh, let me let me let me let me dig, dig deeper. Do you think that um, a smaller minority group should get preference than a larger minority group? Say that say there's, a, there's a race of people in the United States that make up ten to twenty percent of the population, and then there's a group that makes up five percent. Should that five percent receive any kind of preferential treatment because they're a smaller minority? I don't personally. I don't think race uh, like me and you we look the same yep. to me. I, we just look like yep. American dudes. I don't know. One hundred percent. I should not be treated differently than you and have more opportunities than you do. If we're born, we're born on the same day. We live in the same country. I should not have more opportunities than you do because my family came from somewhere different. But you're that's ridiculous. But you're not white, right? Technically, by their standards, no. But like to right. me, I'm like I'd consider myself probably pretty white. Like I mean, but it's funny because if well, I, well let me ask you, did, did you ever actually in your life one day look at yourself and say I'm white? No, exactly. No. This is the this is the weird. Reality. It's like a weird question too. Like, are you white? It's like, well, like use your eyeballs, bro. <laughs> you know, but it's, not, it's, it's, it's not just that. It's these uh, these woke people want white people to have a white identity. Like, Ian, have you, have you ever in your life just, like, one day been like, I am white? Yeah, well, it was with a question mark at the end. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, I'm white? Like, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. what I'm asking My you. skin I'm is not white, you, but I am white. I'm asking you. I'm just coming you, to terms with it. That's not what I asked. I asked when you when you were no, younger. No, no, no. No, the answer is no. When I do, when I did realize it was a confusing realization, like, I'll accept that this is what they're calling me, though I'm not white. I never had any kind of uh, weird, like, racial identity. And nope. the funny thing is, I grew up in a neighborhood where... My, my, my one friend, Andy, who would call everybody by their racial slur, called me gook all the time. As, and, and it's like, that, that was him. He was Cartman. He was like, it was Eric Cartman. So he would just use racial slurs for people, and everybody thought it was funny. Because it was like, you know, to be honest, we all watch South Park, and so trying they to They were emulate. doing that stuff, yeah, emulating what was right, happening right. on TV. And so he was trying to be edgy and funny. So knowing that my group of friends, friends viewed me as Korean didn't mean anything to me. It shows you how powerful culture is, too. Yeah. So, you know, my friends knew that, um, you know, we'd eat bulgogi for dinner or whatever and teriyaki and stuff, even though my mom is, like, American, but she still had her mom cooking her this kind of stuff. They knew all that. They would make these jokes. There was never a moment in my life where I was, like, back then, that I'm like, wow, these white people are looking at me and they're calling me a, a, a different race. They're hurting me. It, it's what's yeah. going on. I was always just like, oh, yeah, I, don't know, I guess I am Korean. Aren't there I? Was a, it is funny, there, isn't it? There's a point where I went to South America and, and I was in Chile and they were calling me Thor because I looked like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> to them, I guess I looked like Chris Ah, Hemsworth. that's a stretch. Yeah. Did they see oh, an eye so doctor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't look like, but to them, it was basically a racist thing. This to them, was, I was a white guy yo, with long he, hair. He roasted you, bro. Yeah. I more don't than know. One. <laughs> no. I think they okay. need glasses. We can agree. I look nothing like Chris Hemsworth, but to these people, in South America, I was a white guy with long hair, so it was a very ra- you call it racist. I you guess, want, oh, but it, I wasn't re- offended by it. I noticed it. You're reminding me. So, you want real racism? Go to China. Oh yeah, China is the most racist. Guy. I've been all over the world. China is the most racist country, and it's not close. There is nothing that is a close second. I went with um one time with a, a very famous black celebrity, um, and the amount of racism thrown at him in China is like something I've never seen before. And, you know, you have to understand they use the N-word in their language, too. Um, it means a different thing in Mandarin. It means like that there. Um, but it sounds the exact same as the N-word here. But they also do it in a way that is... Um, they try to pretend they're not saying it, but they are saying it. Whoa. And so we had somebody with us who was black who speaks Mandarin, 
and they were a translator and they could tell the difference. And generally with Americans, that's not the case. They don't have somebody with them speaking Mandarin unless they are Chinese. And in many cases, if it's a celebrity, it's somebody deeply tied to the Communist Party. Well, we had our own person um, because we knew that. I was very woke to communism and I was like, I had warned this person. Um, it was Akon and it was – it was crazy the amount of times that. Yo, he remember was when they banned terribly. black people from McDonald's no. during COVID? Oh, I don't. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I what? do remember that in China they did. They banned yeah, they banned up. black people in in China from McDonald's. It was was it only McDonald's? I thought it was multiple things. I think it was multiple things. But yeah. the video, yeah, it was the video of it was a, was a, look at this. McDonald's apologized after a restaurant yes. in China bans black people. Yes, wow. this happened at more than just just um, McDonald's though. I remember seeing news stories from a bunch of other places where it had become a cultural thing. Where they were like blaming black people for, for COVID. COVID. Yeah. You know? And, um, it's really sad, but China, it's not even close. I mean, the experience we had there was rough. It was bad. It was very I bad. Would, I would imagine. Han supremacist. Is that a fair way to, to, yo, Asians are racist. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I've and never heard that term before. What Han is supremacy, like the Han dynasty. Is oh, the ancient, ha- I thought, Han. isn't it Hun? H-A-N. No, the Huns yeah. were a different oh, okay. culture. Huns. Yeah, Huns. okay. Well, the Huns, weren't they in Europe? Attila, Mongolia? Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like, it was a Mongolia. It was like five, six hundred AD. Yeah. The Huns were mm-hmm. earlier. I have a little Sunday. Mongolian in me. I did one, well, I didn't do it. One of my sisters did one of those 23 and me things. All, and I, all I'm of like, us. All of these Southeast Mongolian. Asian cultures think they're racially superior to everyone. And this else. is a generalization. Obviously, not everyone that lives there is racist, but it's culturally, apparently. The Han supremacy thing's interesting because like the Uyghurs are not Han. Yeah. So they're being treated like dog shit. They're being raped. They're being treated. I mean, everybody loves to say never again. Well, you're yep. letting it happen again. So. Yeah. Well, you know, Russia. Russia. Yeah, bad. Really, you want to wake up, man? Talk about ending slavery, dude. We got to look at the Uyghurs. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 you know it's it's sad to see John Stewart in this position. It's sad to see he's a shell of himself. Well, doing the problem with white people is just like, come on, dude. You want to have a conversation about housing and stuff? Like for sure. But he's just going down that racist rabbit hole. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't get more low rent than that. I'd want to ask them, do you think that people should be judged based on the content of their character or the color of their skin? Yeah. And what would he say? Uh, His brain would burst at that question. No, he's going to – yeah, right. He's going to give you some – well, I mean, we've got to take into consideration the realities of it. It's like, yes or no, bro? One or two? True or false? Pick one. Don't fucking give me your workaround bullshit excuse for why you're a fucking racist. Hey, well, the the answer I've seen them going with on this is that like, well, if Martin Luther King was alive today, he would educate you on this. He wasn't talking about that. He was actually meaning something very different, but you're just saying that and you're misusing what he's saying because if you look at everything he says, then it's very different. And it's like – that's not the question. The question is, do you agree with that statement or not? 
the idea that um, white people have prioritized, what does he say? He says white people prioritized white comfort over black survival is just fucking stupid. Because the real, the, you, want, you want me to break it down so for you? So he's in therapy. The majority <laughs> of any ethnic group has a tendency, had a tendency throughout history to protect its own ethnic group. Typically because of cultural separations, which resulted in war and conflict. The easiest way to identify someone as not being a part of your community was by their race. If you were, say, French, and you're in a village full of white people all speaking French, and some dudes show up speaking English, fucking war. Eventually, when they expand, you end up with Arab nations and, you know, the Ottoman Empire. And then seeing different colored people was the easiest way to be like, you're clearly not from where we are. And that's war. Because, like, yeah. wars were breaking out. Nowadays, we all kind of live around each other and everything, you know. So the reality is it's it's the majority has always been favoring the majority. Yeah. The, the English would not favor a Frenchman in English territory just because they, they were like, you're not part of this. We're, that, that's all changing now. But it's people like John Stewart that are bringing us all right back into the mess, into the bullshit. And they use lines that sound like bad therapists, yeah. you know. I believe I will never give up on that on John. He's done so much good. I think he's the guy to talk to about the differential. Maybe him and James Lindsay together about how it's a race issue, but it's a class issue. And that there's, those are very we need to get down to the idiosyncrasies. Well, but on. ask yourself, would John even have that conversation like legit one on one at a table? And debate him. I don't think he would anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't have the gravity to do it. He doesn't understand what the issues are anymore. He doesn't get it. He's disconnected. And that's the, that's the most dangerous thing in this world is if you're disconnected from the lives of normal people, you start listening to uppity people like an uppity therapist in Manhattan who's telling you that this is the reality of black people. Well, the reality is, is that in elections in New York, the people voting for the crazy progressive left wing nuttery that he's out there pushing are white people in Manhattan. Black people in the Bronx and Latinos in the Bronx, those people are voting for much more conservative policing policies. You, you know, know I, I they can't explain that. I don't think John Stewart's producers or whoever for his show would have someone like James Lindsay on. No. Andrew Sullivan was an easy target. 100%. He, 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 he was a, it was a miserable performance by Sullivan. That is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm tired of looking up at these old people and I'm more interested in just doing the work. Agreed. It, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, I remember when I was younger. I remember looking up to people. Yep. Not necessarily, there was never any like real hero or anything that I had on any subject matter. But I do remember this moment in my life where um, I, things sort of changed. And that was when my dad couldn't answer a question for me. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I'd be like, hey, dad, what, why is this? And he'd give me an answer. Why is that? He'd give me an answer. I remember I'd be like, hey, I have a problem with this. And he'd be like, well, you need to do that. I would go, oh, okay. Hey, that worked. And then one day when I was like 18, I was like, hey, dad, this thing happened. I need help. And he goes, I have no idea. And I went, what? And he was like, I I don't know what you should do. And then I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck is this all about? Yeah. My dad always <laughs> My dad doesn't know I was, I've been thinking about marriage lately because, like, it's just as a business decision, like, you know, dating girl and I want to, like, give her money. So the best way to do this is to get married. So it's yeah. tax deductible or whatever. It's tax. But I was like, I got to ask my dad first. And I was like, what am I going to get out of that? Like, I only well, you I are... can decide what I'm going to do with yeah. my life. What no, is no, he going to no. tell me? Go for it or don't do it? Doesn't yeah, he's going to give you advice. I'm going to do what I, I do would regardless. St I would still ask. If you have a good relationship with your dad, I, I would and talk to how him. How far, about fortunate oh, like, am just, I to have a dad to talk let's, to? Let's, yeah. Just to stay on point, the first thing I'll, I'll say is to respond to that is, of course, you ask your parents for advice on, on, on marriage. That's obvious. Yeah. I'm talking about business. But the point well, I was getting to was... It is a business decision. The point I was getting to was that there came to a point where around that time, I started to realize, you know, people like John Stewart... They're not actually, they don't actually know shit. Yeah. And now, now we're at the point, especially as I'm 36, I'm watching Andrew Sullivan, 
has been around forever. And I'm like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about at all. And he can't he argue He somehow knows less than Jon Stewart does. And Jon Stewart <laughs> is confused and asking for answers. And neither of these people did a fucking Google search. Yeah. That's yep. what just blows my mind about this. It's like, John, buddy, did you Google it? It's all soaked in narcissism from yeah. all ends, you know, because if they actually cared, they'd do the most basic of research, it's, you know? It's kind of like peeling an onion. Like once you start peeling in, your eyes start to burn because it hurts to look at it. Yeah. And then you got to, but you got to keep peeling. I don't know. It might be the that's cutting of the onion. To, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a good way it to might put be it. the cutting of the onion that causes the eyes to burn. So I don't know if the peeling metaphor works exactly. I know. I think it does because sometimes in peeling it, I've had, I've gotten a little watery eyed. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Then a little bit. Okay. I might be sensitive to it maybe or something, but. You know, we're, we're, we're getting to that point. How old are you, Robbie? 33. 33, yep. and you're running for Congress. Yep. And uh, I'm I have 36. a 13-year-old, too. That's Hell crazy. yeah, dude. Yeah, I you got know, started the, early. Awesome. The reality, the, not necessarily. I mean... Yeah, not know, historically. Right. Historically, I'm actually late. You know, you probably started at 18, but... A little bit. A little, a little, actually, fairly average. I think it was between uh, between 20 and 22 was yeah. when people were starting families. But um, at a certain point, and for everybody who's watching, because I know most of you are around similar age group, Yo, we are inheriting the world. Yep. There's going to come a time where I'm going to be in this position like Jon Stewart. People are going to be like, man, Tim Pool's a fucking shitter. What the fuck happened to that <laughs> Maybe. guy? Maybe. Grab the not. reins. Grab the reins, everybody. Grab yeah. the reins. Take it. Run with it. You got one life to live. Live it now. Live it wisely because this is it. You don't do everything you want to do at the end of this and you're dead. You have only yourself to blame that you didn't do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Dylan Radigan, though. That's my that's my plan. You know like he that did? guy. He just bailed. He just got the fuck out. Really? What's yeah, he went and started doing that's admirable. or something. That's admirable. Oh, we have we have a friend. Oh, speaking of Chinese fucking interference, that shit, these stink no. bugs, the brown marmalated stink bug, apparently 1994 or something, got introduced into Pennsylvania. Really? And now they're an invasive species all oh, over. Yeah. That's the fucking CCP no, no, up no, my hold ass. On, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Ian, stink bugs are doofy and slow. And they taste that, like apples. A, I actually like them a lot. Hot. Okay, so I don't like bugs. I don't like any of that stuff usually. But we have these stink bugs all over our farm, and I cannot, I cannot bring myself to kill them because I feel bad for them because the they're so way. dumb. And and they're so well, stupid. I just like honestly, trying to flip they're the over. only animal that I'll find in my house, and I don't either. That is not my pet that I don't either want to eat, get out of my house, or kill. And in their case, I actually help them all the time where they're like in the dumbest places. Like they're in the sink and I'm like, dude, you're going to die, man. <laughs> and I'll be like, come on, let's flip you over and let's get He's flipped over. There you go. And you get broke. And send them on their way. In, in summertime, there's like a thousand oh, on, on the, on the Eastern uh, exposure. You just shake them all off into a net, throw them in the chickens. Free chicken food. Dude. Ooh, that's a good idea. Chickens love these things. Apparently stink chickens bugs, you, they eat them in China. Because they really? taste like they taste they taste like apples. That's when I didn't see the they taste like apples. Ian. They eat some weird stuff over there. Oh, Ian, I think I'm gonna pass. <laughs> no, but for real, apparently they they will like fry them and chocolate cover them, and it's, it's like apple. apple it is pie a, it is a like good chocolate. source of protein. That's for sure. They stink. Oh, you want us to eat the bugs? Yeah. Huh? Would you Would you eat the bugs? Have no, you ever eaten bugs? I would not eat the bugs. No, I try to make no. a cricket Come on, bro. Shrimps are bugs. Oh yeah, it's good. They're point. not quite salty. Bugs. Yeah, they're bugs. What, what are they? What are they classified as? Lydia, crustaceans? Arthropods? Are they crustaceans? Arthropods. Yeah. Arthropods. See, I knew the, she would it, know. Lobsters and roly polies basically the same thing. Yep. You know what I mean? No, no. Lobster, lobster, very different in my book. No, I'll, no, I'll no, do no, lobster. No, 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 no. I was being, I was being serious. Roly polies and lobsters are the same family. Yeah, but I'm not eating roly polies. Those potato bugs. Yeah, pill bugs or whatever they call. I'm not eating them. You ever have escargot? Bro, escargot's legit. I don't want it. I don't want it. My grandma used to really like it. She oh, thought it was dude. very fancy. My Cuban grandma, it was like that was like the delicacy. She was like, "You have to try." Dude, I love. Uh, but no, I'm. It is it, when you're in France, 
You can't walk 10 feet without being able to get some fucking snails. And what they do is the, the shell is full of like garlic and oil. Oh. And they cook it. You wow. get a little fork and you scoop it out and you put it on a piece of bread and that you eat it. sounds so gross to me. Dude, it, 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 it <laughs> my tastes, wife, my wife probably has done it. She speaks French, so she probably has It just done tastes it, like oh. calamari. Yeah, I don't know like, about it's that. Same, I like calamari shit. though. Garlic and then oil. You look like escargot. Maybe this shit. is a thing where like I'm cool with things that are a little bit bigger, you know, like eating them. Like maybe I'm just like more of a dominant alpha than you two. And so I want. <laughs> And so I want I want to take down a big animal, you know. Like I want bison. To, I want to go take down a bison. Yeah, yeah I've had bison. I want to I take down. I want, I want that stuff, like you know. A giraffe. But no, you I'm have like kidding. you have a little bit like you're okay with eating snails, you know. And like, well, I'm yeah, like, because you know the masculine energy in me recognizes the need for survival, and your weak, effeminate <laughs> taste buds. <laughs> this is the future of evolution. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. We're having so, the so, future evolutionary mental gymnasium like fight here to figure out who the only the, the virgin, will survive. Who's the metaverse alpha? Okay. The virgin won't. Eat bugs versus the ch- the, 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 the Chad, Chad bug eater. No, <laughs> that that would never and, happen. And, and the Chad is the non bug eater. No, no, okay. no. The virgin won't eat bugs. No. Dies in the apocalypse. No. and the Chad bug eater is all ripped. This and is so the wrong. But at least I was. Can pure. we throw up a poll, Lydia? Is there a poll for this? Because I think the Chad always refuses to eat the bugs. I bugs or not? Right. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes. See, the poll says I'm correct. That's correct. There you go. I'm the chat. She just, Lydia just called you a virgin. A man would eat bark to survive. (laughs) Yeah. He would bite a tree. And be like, I see. No, here. no, a man would need to eat bark to live. Right. They, they no, 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 goats, no, I'm talking about dogs. It's I'm talking about. See, Lydia's on my team oh, again. But, 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 but. The plane carrying the fucking guys who killed Osama bin Laden blows up because the terrorists get it. And these guys, these guys falling from the sky land in the middle of the woods, superhero pose without parachutes. And then they're like, we're in the middle of nowhere. We need food. Let's just eat what we can eat. And they start fucking just eating everything. They're grabbing rabbits and just biting it. They're rabbits, eating, yes. They're, rabbits, yes. Not snails. They're, they're, they're not. They're chunks. not going. Oh yeah, Robert, grab the snails though. They're grabbing chunks <laughs> no. of wood and eating it. And then the virgin non-bug eater is going. But I don't want to eat bugs. No, 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 no. These guys are so manly. They're not even hungry because as the plane was going down, they <laughs> ate the plane. Okay. They mm. ate air. They ate the plane. Biting air. Yes. There's a lot of carbon yes. in that carbon yes, dioxide. Yes, there is. There they, is. They, they compress air to pull the carbon out of it and then eat <laughs> Turn it into pure energy. energy. Yeah, and their bodies can turn that pure carbon into sugar just because, you know, sunlight or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. No, um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I eat bugs. Yeah, I eat a, I eat a lot of shit. I eat I'm lot open of to shit. it because when I – they like, you you can eat cows and you can eat all these, these bloody meat thing, pus pockets, but you can't eat a dog. And I'm like, well, what's the, what, why? You can't eat dogs. Because they're yeah, family. Don't eat a dog. Cause, because, because that one's different. I'm like, well, that's all no, meat. Dude. Because dogs can smell it. 
Yeah. Oh, dogs, if you eat a dog, another dogs dog will can smell, smell your body. And they'll attack you. Find and, me a cow that can oh. sniff out cancer and I'll stop eating them, okay? So the ones that can sniff out cancer. This is this is uh, uh I guess you call it urban legend or whatever, but the 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 urban legend or hypothesis or whatever is that you know, dogs can smell cancer. They can smell seizures, they can smell strokes. And so the idea is that if you've ever eaten a dog, the dog can smell you've eaten dog and will like always just not trust you or growl at you. And so, so for societies that depended upon dogs for hunting, you could not eat the dog because the dogs wouldn't work with you then. Cause they'd be like, you're a bad guy. I believe that one. Oh yeah, for I sure. believe that without knowing anything about it. Totally cats believe that. Cats too? You think cats? No, they're, no. They're cats, smell. Are, cats are cats are terrorists. They don't know anything. No, they're legit invasive species. Yeah, they mimic babies crying and they have big eyes so that we just take care of them. Yeah, yeah the story of dog domestication is like humans and and wolves slowly cohabitated more and more and then hunted together to yeah. attack bigger game and survive. Two hunters joined together for a more perfect union. I and think cats that, are an invasive species that we tolerate. I think the cats helped us hunt mammoths on the African savanna that's, at some that's, point that's by true. slicing no. the that's back of their tendons. entirely made up. Because if you think about the, the cavemen that's and the cats... The, Dude, what? The war elephants dominated the savanna for a while. And a then, fucking cat is not going to slice the cat, anybody. The cat can attack the back of the back legs of the of the elephants, cutting them... They're, they're, Achilles tendons and then making them no, fall down can't. and then the humans can come with spears and finish off the elephants. This right. idea is making that's, me want to throw a cat at you. It's <laughs> like just some insane bullshit you made up. I, I think that they were old partners in the savannah. No. I mean, is, they built not, the sphinx. They carved it in reverence bro, for a cat. Yes, just like we have photos of cats on Reddit. It doesn't mean we worship them. <laughs> cats are... You, you know why cats don't have whites? You can't see the whites of a cat's eyes? Because um, they're they're solitary hunters. The reason you can see a dog's, the whites of their eyes, is because pack hunters, like humans, need to be able to determine where the other other person is looking. So when yeah. wolves are hunting, the wolves looking up to the alpha, which is typically the father, look to where his eyes are moving so they know what he's looking at. In fact, dogs are the only other animal that know what pointing means. That's why when you point to a cat, the cat just sniffs yeah, your finger. Yeah, Because yeah. cats did not hunt, bro. Mm. They didn't. I mean, they're hunters no. by nature. They did hunt, solitary, whether or not they hunted with humans. Or solitary, solitary, not as a pack. carnivores. Yeah, they're not ambush, as a pack. They're they ambush never predators. worked with us. They're ambush predators, which means they hide in the shadows and they, op- they take Maybe the Maybe what happened is they would kill the elephants and then the humans would go feast off the carcasses because no. humans were scavengers. No, 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 no. Humans for their history were scavengers. (laughs) Read a book, read a book, read a mother. Humans were endurance hunters. Dude, I'm talking about way back. Yes. They were, okay, let me, let me, let me. Before tools and stuff, we were scavengers. Before tools. No, we weren't. Yeah, we would eat like vultures, dude. We would eat dead No, we still had, we still had stronger muscles than most animals on earth. Endurance hunters. Wait a minute. The reason why humans don't have hair and we are bipedal is because we can run for for 50 plus miles and an ungulate cannot. Entire amount. Hoven furred animals would become hot and collapse due to heat exhaustion and the human would just trot like Pepe Le Pew with with no hair so the water was evaporating allowing humans to out outlast. And they were ripped. So I'm referencing history.com early humans may have scavenged Lies. more than they hunted. Could be wrong, but that's what I'm no, 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 no. Okay, okay. If you want to talk about humans are hunters and gatherers, of course, of yeah, course. They were scavengers. Humans were endurance hunters and we were coastal because we would, we would fish. When it came to hunting, uh, wild creatures, humans, the reason we don't have hair is because we don't overheat. We can run for a long time. So we hunt. I think we're you're hunters. thinking of the libs back then. You know, like maybe they were scavengers and well, they ate berries until they died. They're but. very good at using as little energy as they have to. People are great about waiting until you absolutely have to do anything. We all know that, yep, obviously. Totally fat. And I think that's why they scavenged. They'd let the other animals make the kill and then they'd go get the food. Mm. 
I, yeah, I, I mean, think I you're think referencing really a single article, and it and it like yeah, this was from a few years ago. Research that I was reading. Yeah, so, so, this, so look, but it's when, like when you ask simple questions research. like, out of all of the animals, why are humans hairless? Like, obviously not completely hair on your heads. You guys do. I don't. But you know, most people have hair a little bit on their body. Endurance hunting. That's just like a logical conclusion. Yeah. Humans evolved hunting. We have teeth for eating grains yeah. and eating meat. This is what we do. And it's fish for the most part. Fish is well, like a principal portion of our diet. That's why humans are always on the coast. And it helped our brains grow big. But then when it came to hunting down big game, we would just Pepe Le Pew, just trotting along. And yeah. then, the, so the thing about like the cheetah, for instance, it can't run that long because it overheats instantly. Furry and quadrupedal, hard for the heat to escape the body. So it can, it can sprint, boom, like a shotgun blast, catch that animal. Gazelles and other, you know, deer and, and things like that. Hogs, also bipedal typically hairy and so they can run but they overheat so quick what happens is and, and you seriously watch videos of this they they plop out and spread their body wide desperately trying to get cool from the ground you'll see cats you'll see squirrels do it <laughs> humans don't lay on the ground like that we just sweat and it evaporates taking the heat away this means we can like if you ever if you ever you just you can just watch a video of it it's fascinating shit Anyway, and History Channel, everybody knows, is only good for information about ancient aliens. And secondly, have you guys ever seen Chuck Grassley's War with the History Channel? No. Oh. Okay, so this dude, people watching probably know about this. He's had a long-term war with the History Channel where he tweets about it every time he wants to watch stuff about history and how angry he is that they don't play history. And it's right. been this hilarious, weird, <laughs> long-term thing where he complains on his Twitter account about the History Channel. So you've got to, like, catch yourselves up on this, but it's pretty funny. It sounds like something I'll check out. Who but, owns uh, the History Channel? I don't know, A&E or Hearst or something. But and we'll, he's like we'll, 100 we'll, years old. We'll, we'll wrap it up there, Robbie. It's been a blast. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you. I love you guys. Best show. Definitely got to have you back, and uh, good luck in your well, You guys your are coming campaign. to Nashville. so Yep, we'll see you, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have All any right. class, you'll call me while you're there. But. Well, we're, we got we got two weekends there. Well, we, we've got uh, uh, we've got Saturday and Sunday, and then the, then we got to leave the, the following weekend, Sunday, but we'll be there for a Saturday. So Awesome. You know, right on. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being members and making all of this possible, and we will see you all next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.